Don't you ever take for granted the privilege of getting to go to church. That's under attack. There is a reproach that comes with being a follower of Christ. We in America have tried to reshape the whole church so that it's palatable and likable in the culture. A church that is accepted well with the culture is usually not accepted well with Christ. The church is a fortress, and a fortress is strength. A fortress is might. Not only a center of defense, but a place of strategic planning and offense. Our God does not expect us to wait for the darkness to enclose around us. He expects us to take up His banner and fight the darkness with His light. You want to know what the biggest problem with America is? The wolf is this country. Gave in. Gave in to public pressure. Gave in to political correctness. One of the greatest curses this country has ever had to deal with is political correctness. Preparing the Christian to shine the light against the darkness of this world. Welcome to Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Miller, and welcome to the show. We are continuing our very controversial subject today. But first, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform in which you're listening to us upon. Yes, you. Hit that follow button or subscribe button. Do it. Thank you. We have several social media platforms with all sorts of material that you can listen to and read that I'm sure will bless you. Check us out on our fan page on Facebook when you type in at Our Mighty Fortress. You can also visit our website at OurMightyFortress.com. That's where we host all of our media with articles and videos and even access to our merch store. If you feel so motivated and you want to donate to the work that we do here, I truly appreciate that. You can feel free to do so through our website in the established PayPal link. If you have been helped in some way through our work, please tell us about it as well at OurMightyFortress at gmail.com. By following and supporting the podcast, you let me know that you care about the subjects that we discuss. Today, I want to continue our study into the controversial subject of how entertainment and media should be used in the Christian life. There are many diverse opinions on this subject, but it's important to view things as God sees them. There's a lot of opinions, but let's see if we can wade through all of the nonsense and be able to get down to some biblical principles in the scriptures. In the first podcast, we gave a progression of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. This is how Satan gets man to fall. This progression is very important to consider when we compare the types of media we should be watching or using in our daily lives. This same progression has been the downfall of man from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. And Satan doesn't do anything new today. The next point we tried to look at in the previous podcast was about the early Christian thought. It's great to look at what early Christians would have believed in a very similar entertainment-driven world. We saw the early writings of the church father Tertullian and his experience in the entertainment-driven society of the Roman Empire. I said that we don't have to follow along and agree with every single point that he made 
and I sure didn't go through the entire uh, writing called the shows. I only hit certain key points. You don't have to agree with everything that he said, but we should take it very seriously as we understand early Christian thought and then we compare that with our own lives in our modern culture. In this particular podcast, I want to take a look at our American entertainment-driven society and how such ideas translate to our daily lives. We're going to look at the transformation of society through the invention of various media platforms and how they're currently used. There is going to be an overwhelming agenda that emerges and its opposition to God. We're going to see that later. We definitely will explore how media should be used. And we're definitely going to give some critical thought as to what we should take in through our eye gate. Because that's where it starts. I will say that maybe some of these ideas are going to be new to you. And maybe some of them aren't. Maybe some of you will say, well, that's contrary to what I've ever been taught on this subject before. Or even that you even came to believe. All I ask is that we analyze the subject seriously and in light of scripture as we see what God sees. With that introduction, let's get right into this. The first thing we have to come to realize is that society in America has changed in the last 50 or so years. You have to begin to ask yourself why that is. It's easy to say, well, people just don't go to church anymore. But that's not quite exactly true. Atheism in this country is not exactly growing. In fact, people are claiming more than ever uh, to be spiritual or have some sort of spirituality. What spirit that is is a topic we'll have to address at a later time. Millions of people in America attend, quote, church on Sunday. Yet America has made a shift to what is considered to be a lack of morality before God. America has slid into utter evil to which it's even hard to believe that we're even having discussions and conversations about children's gender and how we're going to give them hormone pills and mess them up the rest of their lives. We're even having those kinds of discussions today, but we're not morally messed up or anything, right? Come on. The slide has happened so fast, it's just, it's hard to keep up with it all. But once again, how did this all happen? Remember, media and entertainment come in many forms today, and access to it is so easy. It is truly a wonder that we hold a small supercomputer in the palm of our hands with our cell phones. Think about it. We have access to the world's information through a handheld device. That is truly unbelievable. In music media, you can look at classical music or even to the more modern rock concerts. Visual media spans from our television shows to movies to computers and even something like YouTube with social media. There are so many types of media today that you could literally sit down for 24 hours a day until the end of your life, and you're never going to be able to consume all the mass media that there is. One could argue, and it's quite a powerful argument, that America's slide into depravity has been sped on by the use of the arts. We're not that much different from ancient Rome and its 
addiction to media of all kinds. We have to ask another question as to the morality that's associated with media usage. As Christians, it's easy to point to something like the Roman Colosseum and say that, well, that has an obvious evil association. But what about the more modern movie theater? Let's first begin with our study into, say, television and movies and see if we can come away with some truth. We have to start with the understanding that much of Hollywood and the owners of our mass media platforms hate everything we stand for as Christians. It's important to start with that context. There have been, you know, a lot of preachers and teaching over the years that has talked about the wickedness of Hollywood, but much of Christianity has mocked and ridiculed that idea. Many have just said that, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. Yet, here we are in our modern entertainment condoning something like pedophilia, like Netflix did. Let's break this down. What is a television compared to the time of Tertullian and his examples of the Roman Empire? It'd be the plays. A television allows for plays to be enacted before your eyes without even having to leave the comfort of your own house. Of course... Of course, you can throw computer graphics in the mix and you can get more than an in-person play could ever provide. Is the act of going to a play or even designing and enacting a play considered sin? Well, that would depend on what's being shown, as it as it's said in Tertullian's argument. The Roman and Greek plays of his day were shown to be steeped in idolatry and it wasn't exactly a secret. For instance, we just passed the Christmas season, and many churches had Christmas plays. Maybe even more, still watch the Charlie Brown's Christmas on TV show. Is that a sin? No, because the content being shown doesn't violate any of the principles of the Word of God. You can even run it through a quick morality test with Scripture. Let's look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Starting in verse 9, it says, quote, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. End quote. A Charlie Brown's Christmas doesn't violate any of those principles that are there or described in the word of God with sin. Now, once again, there's a lot of Hollywood people uh, that I'm talking about that are evil, but many are not. I knew a pastor that once preached against the evils of Hollywood, but he'd watch older TV shows with his kids, which were produced in Hollywood. It's crazy. We have to ask again, is the content that's being consumed violating the principles of the word of God? That's important. Now, there's much filth coming out of the movie industry that, you know, a Christian should abstain from. It's pretty blatant, in fact. You can take a look at the movie industry, and it's just gone full woke in, produ in producing social justice-infused media that... You know, it'd make a, any Christian want to vomit. The newer, for instance, here's an example. You have the newer movie 
the Marvel movie The Eternals, you had two homosexuals kissing in it. Well, it's not hard to figure that fi figure out that God is completely and totally against homosexuality. So, should you watch that movie? No, of course not. The Disney Corporation has had a long history of crossing social norms and conforming generations of children to a different image than what God would have them be. I'll never forget this, actually. I remember I bought the full 120-plus Disney movie box set when I was in the bazaar. Uh, it's like a marketplace in Afghanistan. I thought it was like a steal of a deal. It was one of those, you know, legitimate Chinese knockoffs. <laughs> it looked exactly like the box set you buy in America, too. I mean, just about exactly. Of course, you know, if you buy those sets in America, they're actually made in China anyway. So these merchants in the bazaar, you know, they got a lot of their products from China. So I don't know, maybe it's from the distributor. I don't know. Well, anyways, I was still a new Christian at the time, and I didn't think anything of it. I had full intention of giving this set to my kids. I remember hearing the preaching against uh, Disney and their influence. And I remember just going, really? Come on, man. <laughs> like Cinderella, Snow White, or, or something like that. Or Madagascar's the Penguins, you know. <laughs> I remember hearing about how Disney was teaching kids you know, that rebellion was okay and that, you know, it's okay. It's going to work out in your favor in the end. Well, I decided to take that challenge and I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch some of these movies and just take notes and see what I observe, but with critical eyes. I have to say that the preacher was right. Many of the most popular movies were about glorifying rebellion, especially against parents. You got to make a special note of that, especially rebellion against parents. And when you do that, it all works out in this grand, happy fairy tale ending. I ended up getting rid of this box set because I didn't want that kind of corruption in my kids. If you take a look back through Disney's history, they've always been on the cutting edge of what is culturally and morally acceptable. These movies and TV shows are even more per perverted now with the homosexual agenda in full force. What is the goal? Indoctrination. That's the goal. It makes one think about the infamous dictator who once said that he could get anyone to believe anything if he said it long enough, loud enough, and often enough. You know, history always repeats itself if you don't learn from its lessons. We have to ask the question, is it possible that our carnal media consumption as Americans has spiraled us into depravity. Hmm, let's keep going. I will say that the general movie industry does tend to go out of its way to blaspheme the Christian God. It never fails to amaze me that people would use Jesus Christ as a curse word, but not Allah or Buddha. I remember watching the movie Avatar years ago, and... It was about a, you know, man exploring space and dealing with an alien world and space marines and alien fights. The movie was completely sci-fi, but it goes well out of its way several times to use Jesus Christ as some sort of curse word. It's a sci-fi movie. It has nothing to do with Jesus. So why even mention his name? 
as a newer Christian especially, my conscience was moved, and though I liked the movie, I never watched it again. But let's go further. Is it okay to read the book, The Hobbit, but then also go and watch the movie as it's visualized out on the, on the film screen? I don't believe so. And as long as it stick to the book, it turned out great. Is there a difference between watching a play live at church for Christmas, but watching the same thing on TV? No, of course not. But remember, it's not always about the mode, but about the content that's being shown. Can we as Christians justify watching something that's bloody and or sexually explicit? I mean, no, of course not. That would be exactly what the ancient Christian Tertullian would have been talking about when it came to modesty and violence and idolatry. Remember, I only bring him up as a reference because that's kind of a general idea of somebody who wrote about Christian morality in a time that's very much similar to ours. Take it or leave it. You got to take what he says seriously. Now, keep in mind that even on the mainstream television of today and our cable providers, that there really aren't that many shows that you can choose from that aren't corrupt in some way. It really doesn't even warrant paying for such, if we're truly honest. Me, I'm, I'm a bit of a history nerd, and I love like the History Channel and the Military History Channel and those types of things. And I remember my old apartment, I had free cable in this like townhouse that I lived in. And I'd always have the History Channel or the Military Channel playing, because I don't really like silence, like dead silence. And so I'd always learn fascinating things as I'm doing things around the house because the History Channel is always playing. But am I going to shell out, you know, a hundred or so dollars to just get the History Channel and Military Channel with all the other television nonsense that's going on? No, of course not. It was just for that particular time. But it doesn't exactly take a genius to see that even your general TV shows just have utter wickedness on it, especially with the homosexuality uh LGBTQ movement that's being pushed upon America. How should we view and think about social media? Remember all of the preaching you would hear about how evil Facebook is, or maybe even YouTube? Now churches all across the globe you know, use both platforms to stream their services. You have to ask the question if those platforms had a morality base to call evil in the first place. The principles in how we take in media applies even to our social media platforms there are certainly social media platforms that are purely more vain than others and they should be abstained from because they do provide for temptation social media has been the biggest way especially to spread pornography especially young people and that too even though it's another subject in itself that too has shaped our nation we also have to understand that Facebook, YouTube, and the rest of them are not exactly Christian-friendly. So it shouldn't surprise us when we're censored out like many of other uh, modes. If you play by the world's rules, then they're going to love you. But if not, they're going to hate you. Jesus illustrates this when he said in John chapter 15, starting in verse 18, it says, quote, If the world hates you, Ye know that it hated me before it hated you. End quote. The Apostle John reiterates this thought in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, quote, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. End quote. 
in the first podcast, I gave an illustration of one of the church fathers, Augustine, and how he gave an illustration about his friend Alipus and his addiction to the Roman Colosseum and violence. It's a very powerful story. Do you think this is still the case today in our entertainment industry? It is not just somebody, say, firing a machine gun at a bunch of people falling down in a war movie featuring John Wayne back in the 60s or 70s or whatever. Instead, we have to go be above and beyond today with the blood and gore and death. And it doesn't even have to be a war movie. There's so much to be said on that topic, but that's for another podcast coming soon. But think about it for a moment. What does the news media always focus on? Would you say that they focus on things that are positive? I don't even have to finish giving that comparison because you already know what the me the media focuses on. Death, destruction, depravity. You know, that's what makes up 90% of the news media. They know it sells more than pleasant thoughts and the news. The types of media that we take in, especially if it's bloody and gory, we too can develop that bloodlust, much like Alipus in that story. Now, when I say something like that, it's very easy to kick against it and say, no, 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 that's not true. But that's just pride getting in the way, thinking that you're greater spiritually than you think you are. All of us fall victim to the same exact things. There's nothing new in history. Christians aren't struggling with something today that didn't happen 2,000 years ago. So these are things to think about as we think about the kinds of media that we watch. And that even comes down to sports as well. While on that topic, does navigating the media involve sports? Yes. Yes, it does. What is visual media besides a play or circus before our eyes? What if we have a favorite sports team, for instance? that has a player that just keeps spouting all sorts of nonsense and supporting all sorts of ungodly things. What will we think about that? Of course, most people in sports are not born-again Christians. That's not the point. But how much are we really willing to take because that player uh, makes our team win? Are we willing to sell out our values as well? I think the evidence has many selling out their values to do so, especially with the social justice nonsense that's going on today. Remember, entertainment can easily become worship if idols are involved. It can be a literal idolatry of people thinking that they're gods, or if a player of some sport that you know, he or she just can't keep their mouth shut about ungodly things. Probably one of the more prominent figures at this moment uh, for this example is the NBA star LeBron James. The guy is extremely talented. But every time I see him on social media, I just want to vomit because the guy is so wicked. How can I then go and watch him play sports, even if it is for my team or not? Is it possible to corrupt your heart by watching things that glorify idolatry? Yes. According to the progression of sin that we shown in the first podcast, remember the book of John, 1 John, sorry, chapter 2 and verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, end quote. 
how far does a Christian even take this? I mean, because this stretches really to much of the aspects of our lives. I mean, there are organizations being forced to embrace the homosexual movement and say positive things about it. Should we as Christians go, oh, ho, 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 I guess we shouldn't be shopping there anymore, ho, ho. <laughs> well, I believe it depends. You won't be able to shop or get groceries, groceries anywhere if you actually lived that out. It's easy to say that when you want to cherry pick maybe a Target or even a Starbucks. That seems to be the easiest targets lately. Personally, and you can take this or leave this, I draw the line when a store's products advertise and flaunt something that's ungodly. For instance, I refuse to eat Burger King anymore because a couple years ago, they decided to go well out of their way with the Gay Pride Whopper. They basically wrapped their sandwich with a rainbow and... I mean, this went well beyond anything that I could buy there. I mean, what does that have anything to do with their sandwich? What am I going to do? Sit down with a rainbow-wrapped Whopper and eat it in front of everybody being a Christian? Yeah, that'd be awkward. No, I think I'm just going to eat a sandwich somewhere else that doesn't do that. Whether or not they support the gay pride movement or not, does it come out on their products? I think that actually matters. The same can be true about other kinds of sin that God forbids and if it's being advertised on products, whether it's sexual in nature or violent in nature, the same principles apply. And really, if you if you do it this way, the principles that God wants us to live out in our Christian lives become a lot clearer this way. To me, that is the clearest way that I can draw in how I buy products or even deal with the arts. I treat the arts very much the same way. If I'm watching a historical film or documentary, because like I said, I'm a history nerd, <laughs> this documentary or film, you know, if it shows something that really my eyes should not be taken in, then I need to abstain from watching it. It is hard to argue against the fact that our culture has become more and more effeminate and filled with weak men. It not only affects the average person walking around in America, but also within the church. We see it with pastors. We see it with people in the congregation. We see the overall culture in America shape and conform women to a sexual image. I mean, I really feel for the ladies have to go shopping for decent clothes that don't try to make them look like a whore. It's it's rough. It's easy for me as a guy, or a little bit easier, because like I said, men's clothing is starting to change, but it's still a whole lot easier anyways for me to walk in and go get clothes compared to the average woman. Why? Because they want to shape and mold us to the world's image. So the same is true with our media. Is it possible that our average media consumption has swayed the way America has thought, say, over the last 20, 30, or 40 years? Of course it has. Once again, if you say something long enough, loud enough, and often enough, people will begin to believe it. It's not like the wicked aren't just out there in the open calling for it, calling for a deconstructing of society and Western culture with feminism and homosexuality. Why do Christians find this so 
hard to believe. It's out there in the open. Maybe it's because, much like the time in the early church father Tertullian, that Christians don't want to give up their pet sins. Now, this series was not meant to be exhaustive, or you could really spend hours and hours going over all of the details. But I do hope and pray that this has shed some light in how you should view and examine your media consumption. It's all around us. Be sure to take examples I gave and study them more if you need. With our world just going straight into utter darkness, let us be Christians that are not bad examples, always making excuses for blatant evil. Let us be Christians that are not given to idolatry like the heathen. Let us be Christians that exemplify Jesus Christ, the Savior. I want to thank you for listening. And be sure to follow us on the podcast media. Take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com, and subscribe for more updates. Stay tuned next time for more great content, and remember to find your refuge and strength in Our Mighty Fortress.